Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I know I was tagging, logging on, late, calling people, you know, trying to see who's going to join me today. So hopefully people are out there listening so you can join me as I talk on the show today. Let me see. Me and this, these computer things. Oh. So my name is Jeanette Abney, and I wasn't on yesterday because I was in so much pain. My arm was hurting so bad I couldn't even there. So I was able to comb a little bit today. It ain't looking all that great, but it's about as best as it's going to be with an arm. And you know, it's sad because as we age, oh, Lord, I wasn't expecting some of this stuff to be happening, but it is, which is interesting because the month of March is a month that is dedicated to women. And it's about women in history, women making a difference. You know, when we were getting ready for the election and our vice president, we was excited. We got women doing things that they've never done before, or they won perhaps, and yet they were either going unknown or it wasn't acknowledged. And they will say, Behind every great man is a great woman, too. And Michelle Obama kind of proved that one. But with March being in the month dedicated to women in history, in honor of such, today I wanted to be talking about influential women in the Bible. Because Tuesday is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch. And when we talk about women in the Bible, there are some names that just come to you on top of your head. And there's other names when I was doing my homework, getting this information. I was like, oh, I ain't never heard of her before. What did she do? Or who was she? So it's going to be one of those things that I want to pick your brain. I want to know who you know, who you didn't know. Because these women not only impacted the nation of Israel, but also the eternal history. Now, some of these women were saints, some scoundrels that people would say, or we call them women of the world, and some was just very, or considered to be common women. But the thing is, they all played an interesting role in the history of the Bible, even though we know some was even queens. So when even though they all played a role, as many women today, including myself as a businesswoman, Co-art of a book, mother, grandmother, all that stuff. We all play a role. But I want to focus more on the women in the Bible. If you can relate, if you connect, if it kind of reminds you of somebody in your family, we could talk about that too. Because each woman brought their own unique character and had their own situation in which they would be remembered for. And like I said, many parents their daughters after some of these women. So let's talk about the roles that they played. Now, with that even being said, like I said, I called my lady T. She didn't answer the phone to see if she could join me today. But if you want to call in, give me a call, 516-387-1914. Because I want to know who do you remember? What name is a name that you will never forget? And like I said, as I was looking at some of those, I was like, okay, I didn't even know that that was a name of a person in the Bible in regards to where that person or where that name actually came from. So I'm kind of tagging some people. Hopefully, I'm posting it. Hopefully, I'm not overdoing it with individuals. But again, I hear your thoughts because this show is not for me. It's for individuals out there to have a platform that have something that they want to share. I have listeners and listeners in the countries and I get some good feedback, some feedback. It is what it is. I mean, I like people's honesty. I don't want to waste people's time. If the information doesn't apply to you, but you want to share it with others, Please do so, because each one could teach one, 
You never know what another individual may be striving for, wanting to know. I know even with myself, when I'm putting some of this stuff together, I'm like, ooh, I never thought about that. Or I didn't know that. You know, because a lot of times we don't know. Or we was actually given information that may have not been totally, I'm not going to say it was wrong, but it wasn't explained to us, especially as it relates to the Bible. So, like I said, if you're out there, I see your Facebook, you're on there, give me a call, 516-387-1914, because I do not like by myself. So, let's get started with some of these women. And I'm going through my emails, because I, I email it to myself. My daughter would tell me, Mom, don't be looking down while you're talking, but I have to, to make sure I'm giving accurate information, and it's not just what Jeanette said. Now, when I was getting this, getting this information, and I was like, okay, with women being, are the month of March being women in history, and who are these women in the Bible, and what they contribute? We know one Mary, and Mary was interesting, because Mary, being a virgin, so that's what they said, she basically was Mary was because she was Mary of Nazareth. And Mary's significant role, scripture, is widely known because Mary was the mother of Jesus. She gave birth to the Savior of the world. So how many women out there you know named Mary? That's what. That's interesting because, like I said, we think, hmm, Mary, what did she do? What was her role? I wonder what it would be like to be the mother of Jesus, and what she may have went through. You know, did they call her and say, you know, Mary, your son did this. Or, you know, Mary, and being married to Joseph, what was that like? You know, I heard stories that they said Jesus had siblings. We don't really hear much about the siblings. It would be interesting to know how that family dynamic went, especially with Mary. Another one that we hear and we may know is Mary Madeline. Now, her story was interesting, too, with her being in the Bible, because she was often misunderstood. You know, they say that, not her story, her preachers preach that if Mary was a male, maybe Jesus would have made her, or she could have been a disciple, one of the 12 disciples, but, hmm, who knows? You know, and like I said, they misunderstood her. But she was a ride or die. She was a faithful follower of Jesus. After Jesus healed her, she ventured alongside with him in his ministry and his ministry. And also, there's part in the Bible about her even after, you know, his, um, his death and going to the tomb and, and all of that. So Mary, I mean, uh, Mary Madeline, her, like I said, is also a very interesting story. Now, when you think of relationships, because I'm tying it from the women in the Bible to women in history to even just women today. I'm going to fix my cross strap, so this is driving me nuts. How many of you out there when you ride or die? You know, we, I, I think of Mary J. Blige. When they talk, when she's singing, she was one that was riding out with her men. You know, so we have a lot of Mary Madeline's Still out there. Now, another one, Esther. Esther was persecuting the citizens up in Israel, and she was chosen out of a lot of women. Now, I'm reading this information to figure out what did she do? What was she chosen for? What did Esther, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find it, but she was chosen. So I mean it, Esther was chosen. And and it was happened in the seventh and the sixth century BC, meaning before Christ. And my phone is ringing off the hook because people want to call me now and I'm trying to text them and tell them I cannot talk. Now, besides those women that are named, and like I said, we talked about Mary, talked about Mary Madeline, talking about Esther, we got Deborah. Now I know, I know some Deborah's out there. Deborah 
was the only named female judge during this time. So we have the judge Deborah. When we're talking about judge, she was aggressively pulled on the moral bride of Israel to return to worship of the one true God. Now, I'm not going F with some of these stories because I want some of the callers to call in and tell me what they heard, what they know, what their um, perception is as it relates to these women. And because, like I said, there's a lot of history. And I'm glad that they are now acknowledging the month of March as women in history, as well as women in the Bible. And that's why I wanted to talk about these women, because some of their names or some of them and some of the things don't even get brought up anymore. We got Ruth. Ruth was a young widow, so she was a widow. So upright in character that her love story is one of my favorite accounts in the entire Bible. Now, we got stories, and, and I don't know why I'm thinking of Ruth and the Boaz and, and all of that, so we heard these of Ruth and how Ruth waited for her man. And to be honest, as a therapist, some of us need to go back to being Ruth and waiting because some people get caught up in some situations that they don't know how to get themselves out of. And if you go back to the style, the class, the charisma of some of these women, we maybe can learn a lot. Even some gentlemen out there can even learn how to treat a woman if we go back to reading some of these stories of the women in the Bible. And like I said, I don't want to rush through these names because I found at least 20 of the women in the Bible. We have Miriam. She was a prophet and Moses' oldest sister. She helped to save Moses. Um, save Moses when he was only an infant because his mother loved him. She was there. I didn't know Moses was practically saved by his sister. I didn't know that. I, I've i heard of the name, but I didn't know what she did. So it's interesting, like I said, when we start reading, reading to understand, reading to learn, Reading to just gather this information. And then we got the infinite Samantha Post something. Okay. Then we got Eve. Now, boy, when it came to being 12, 13, 15, that Eve in that garden, people still mad at Eve about that. I was mad for a long time. And then menopause come. We, we was kind of mad at Eve. But Eve is another one that was all understood in her character in the Bible. While she and Adam both brought sin and death onto the world through the partaking of the tree and the fruit, Eve's story was also another story. And I know some Eves out there that were named Eve, so I don't know if their parents thought about that when they were naming them. But again, these things and these are women, and like I said, they all played a role. They all played a role. Now, after Eve, because we can go on and on and on about Eve, but we got Sarah. Now, Sarah was a strong woman in the Bible. She was Abraham's wife as an example of the fact that God always keeps his promises. So what do you know that Sarah did? What do you know about Sarah? How was she strong? You know, I am honored to be a part and be able to do what I do, even by doing just the radio, because we talk about women of strength, women of courage, women that have power and sometimes they realize that they have. When you go back and you think about Sarah being a woman in the Bible, what do that mean to you? Now, I've heard the story of Sarah, and like I said, I know people named by that name, but what did they do? And again, Rahab, she was recognized 
by as the true God after the walls of Jericho fell. The Israelites kept their promise in her house. And she also played a very, very role. She sounded like she was trying to die. You know, she out there helping people, saving people, hiding people. She doing what she got to do. And they helped and protect her too. So like I said, <laughs> growing up, and you start seeing these characters, and you start seeing these personalities, and you wonder, how are these personalities formed? How are these personalities shaped? Where did some of these women get their strength from, their knowledge from? And like I said, and this is just not, I did a show a couple of weeks ago, and it was in the anniversary of my mom's passing, and talking about, I wanted individuals to call and talk about their mother about the women in their lives and how women play a very valuable role in their lives. And like I said, and that's why we're talking about women in the Bible. Then we got Hannah. Oh, Hannah. Now, Hannah's faithfulness was never in question. Samuel, her son, would go Israel for centuries of slavery and the Kenites and the adultery to back. Now there was also a about Hannah too. I remember there was something with Hannah and a child and Hannah thought she couldn't have a child. So help me out here because like I said I'm just going through some of this information because an article entitled Women in the Bible so this is not what Jeanette is saying these women did. This is what it's written that they claim that it was indicated that they did. So I want to know what was your perception. I remember for an, an agency, an organization called Hannah, Hannah's House, and that was named after, I believe, the story of Hannah in the Bible, and her which not being able to bear children, but then things started, it kind of turned around. Now we also have Mary of Mary. Of Bethany, Mary of Bethany was a sister of Martha and Lazarus. Now, I've heard we we know the song with Mary, her sister Martha, her brother Lazarus, whom Jesus raised um, when he they said he died. But she was a sister, and apparently she had had a very interesting sistership, or as they were. So, we talk about Mary and Martha. And I'm going to get to Martha because she's on here, too. I don't want to mispronounce some of these women's names, but I just want to give you a synapse or a little snippet of some of the things that they've done. We got Miss Priscilla. Priscilla was a powerful church leader in the book of Acts. She her husband led the church maintaining their theological um, religions and stuff. Now, that's interesting because when you think of church mothers today or first ladies, do they lead the church like Priscilla? Do they know the role that Priscilla played? Now, this is a word I don't even know how to pronounce, but she is in Chronicle. It is Anthalia. And she was the queen of Judah during the reign of King Jerome and later became the sole ruler of Judah for five years. Wow. So think of the queens in your life, the queens in your community, the queens in your family, the women that play a role in your life. You know, as a woman, I'm not going to say it's always easy. We learn how to do what we have to do when we have to do it. Our strength, our beauty, our intellect, our wit, our is awesome. And it is an honor to even be able to sit here and talk about some of these women and talk about a reflection of their life and some of the things and how they contribute. And like I said, I talked a little bit about Mary, but then Martha. Now with Martha, 
It says, Sister Martha was rebuked by Jesus for putting her entertainment obligation above learning the word of Jesus. So it sounded like Martha wanted to do some stuff, but she was still devoted. So she may have wanted to do things a little different because, like I said, we got Mary and Martha going on, and I don't know what was actually going on in their sisterhood, but they were the brother, our brother, the brother of Lazarus. But apparently, Jesus was not very pleased Martha, for what she wanted to do with her entertainment obligations, whatever that was. Then we got the one, now we're getting deep into these women, the liar, the liar. A woman in the valley of Sirach, who Samson loved. Samson, now I get Samson loved him from Delilah. Now, even in, it talks about judges and um, her daughter of Jacob, one of the patriotic of the Israelites. The thing is, and it goes into Leah, Delilah was interesting because I remember when they talk about Samson and his hair being a power, and, and that was his because even Superman had his kryptonite. You know, many men out there got that one woman, that one woman that they just cannot resist, or the one they know is just a weakness. And I'm not saying if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it do have to be balanced out because you don't want to get caught up and mess around and tell all your secrets and things be used against you because you wind up with a Delilah. So that's just food of thought, food for thought. Now we got Abigail. Miss Abigail is interesting because she intercepts David bearing gifts. She was described as a brilliant rhetoric and convinces David not to kill anyone. So apparently Abigail was able to get into David's ear because you know who David is. I didn't even mention her yet, but we can talk about her. But Abigail, she's one that really, I really don't know much about Abigail, so I might need to go back in the Bible and read more of her story in to where she played a role in the Bible because, like I said, some of these names are new to me in regards to knowing who they are and the role they played. But what about Rebecca? Anybody remember Rebecca? I think that's I confused with the Hannah part. But Rebecca was bearing when she was married, when she married Isaac and able to give birth until Isaac prayed for her. And when they delivered twins, Rebecca favored Jacob over her other one, is what it talks about. So, you know, there's a lot of women, and I say this, and even being a therapist, there are women now that are older. There are women now that may have children or now and thought that they couldn't have children were bearing because of things that they've done. Some are doing IVF treatment, and that's a very sensitive topic. And some individuals that may be struggling with infidelity issues, go back and read about some of these women in the Bible, and you can see that it's not something that occurs on your life or something that why is it that I can't be a mother? doesn't mean, that doesn't take away your womanhood if you're barren. And a lot of times I've heard men throw it up in women's faces or, you know, make them feel bad and it becomes part of their securities because they believe that being a woman also means being a mother, having children. There are some women that are choosing not to have children or they want to go on and it doesn't to be for a career, but it could be for a lot of different reasons. But when we start talking about being that's something that could be quite sensitive to some women. But again, go back and you can read the story and read about Rebecca. Now, Rachel is popping up. Rachel's role in the history of redemption is difficult to underestimate and 
she should be celebrated for her strength in the face of adversity. So it sounds like Rachel, Rachel knew how to handle business. Rachel felt that she knew how to get the job done, especially when it comes to adversity. And, you know, and there are a lot of women in history that have done great work, especially when it comes to dealing with adversity. Things are not going to always be easy. Because I remember a guy told me a long time ago, Jeanette, if it was that easy, everybody would be so we are going to face adversity. We're going to um, we're going to deal with challenges in the world. We're going to trouble's going to come our way, but a lot of times individuals give up. Don't give up when you're facing adversity. So we got to go back and remember where our strength comes from. So again, Rachel, her role in history is difficult to underestimate. And let's celebrate more race. Let's give honor where honor is due when individuals develop strength as a woman when they're with adversity. And the adversity could be big, it could be small, and many individuals will tackle it differently. Now, this Hagar. Now, Hagar was is often overlooked in the Bible, she was a handsmaid to Sarah, the wife of Abraham, Abraham, who God promised he would be the father of great nations. So they overlooked her, but even being a handsmaid, she played a role. She did what she had to do. Now, there's many of us out there and some of us, you know, maybe our grandmothers have played roles or had positions in life where they may have had jobs or positions that people kind of ignored them or they've served as the maid, as the cook, as the, you know, whatever role. But don't underestimate the strength of a woman because that woman can be your CEO, your, <laughs> your CEO, and you name it. She got it. She gonna make sure make it happen. So a lot of times, even back, you know, we just got finished with Black History Month, and I watched some movies with Oprah, not Oprah, with um, Whoopi Goldberg, and some of the movies they played. I don't know if I could have did all that. I really don't. Not with me, the way I am, and my personality. I don't think that would have went too well. But the thing is, a lot of times. We overlook the handmaid. Be careful with who you step on when you're at the top because you might need their help when you're going down. And you never know what you can learn from a person. Now we have, and I believe this name is pronounced J-A-E-L. Now this individual was a heroine who killed someone to deliver Israel from the troops of King Jabin, and she was the wife of Heber, some of the judges, I can't even pronounce all these names, because I can't even see, on the glasses zone, but she was a killer, she wasn't playing. So when we start talking about that, there's some women out there you don't want to mess with, and especially when it comes to protecting their children and protecting their family, they are not playing. Then we have Catherine of Sina. And later Middle Ages women, such as Catherine of Serena, she was a saint of Teresa. Oh, in the development, where well, she had a lot of ideas and discussions. So she played an integral part in the Bible, but don't know much about her, so I can't really speak on her. So some of these names that I'm coming up with now, never heard of. Then we got Edith Stein, the German nun, murdered. Ooh, I don't know if I'm, yeah, she's in the Bible. But she was, three Catholic women were declared doctors of the church, indicating appraisals. So, you know, so, and then we got a, a 
no, these are just names that just so I'm like, that name is not in the Bible. So with the women name that I named in the Bible, that they have a story to tell. Like I said, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear if you could connect with one or you could share or have a question, what would your question be? I would want to ask E, E, what made you eat that apple? Now, if it was a pomegranate, I probably would have accepted. But an apple, really? You know, did you really know that you were a freak or were you just trying to just do something? You know, a lot of times we don't want to question individuals, but that would just be a question that I would have out of my curiosity, meaning what made you do that? And even with Delilah and what she did to Samson, it's like, now what if you had a son and somebody did your son and set your son up like that? So I don't know if a lot of, when we talk about these women or just some of the things that they've done, if they even thought about it, what was going on back then, what would would make a person want to do certain things. So like I said, we may have some questions because sometimes we even question our own parents and mothers, even some of the things that they have done. Now, I'm going through some information and I'm looking it up because I had something that I wanted to, I'm not able to go through my Facebook, but how many women are mentioned in the Bible? Now, here, based on the article that I'm looking at, it says the women are women's names represent 5.5% or 8% of the total names in the Bible. It's a shining reflection of the character of the Bible, a study of women whose spoken words are recorded on 93, of which 49 women were named. So, the article that I was reading from only had 20. So there were still 29 more that wasn't even mentioned. Then another question is, what defines a woman in the Bible? You know, is it just because their name was mentioned? Is it because they played a role? How did you even know if it was a name that was kind of gender? I don't know if it's a male or a female. And the answer to this indicates in the Hebrew Bibles, the book of Genesis, the Hebrew for man-ish women, and they talk about Eve, was taken out of the man's side. Now is born of many bones and flesh of many flesh, we will be called women. She was taken out of man. Now that's interesting because a lot of these women, like I said, they had stories, they played a role, they were connected to someone else in the Bible. And it says here, who is the first woman mentioned in the Bible? Now, the first woman mentioned, it says the old wisdom that men, men and women are molded from the same must have inspired the story of Adam's wife, created by God from the same dust as Adam. Her name was not Eve. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so her name was not Eve. What was her name? Okay. And I'm looking at something, and I want a Bible scholar to come correct on this because I don't know. It says the book of excerpts, and it talks about the first wife wasn't Eve. And it talks about um, and never marry. It, it goes up now. Now I gotta do some reading because that is interesting. Because we always talk about Adam and Eve, but where did this other woman? Who was she? And it says that um, it was. It's spelled L I L I T H. I can't even pronounce it. And here's why they broke up. I don't about that. So who was she? You know, have you ever questioned or wondered some men, your mama may have, your daddy got pictures of women, and you like, like, uh, I thought my mama was the first one 
but you was with somebody before my mother? So, wow, that is quite fascinating to find out some of these stories as it relates to some of these women, like I said, in the Bible. Now, when we start talking about these women, and I'm looking at and it talks about 20 famous women in the Bible and how they impacted the world. Now, some of the names I named, but these influential women, not only in the nation of Israel, but also eternal history somewhere, like I talk about saints, scoundrels, and, you know, queens, they played a role, and they all brought you character to bear their situation. And like I said, they remembered them by. Now, even though each person was created by God, that's interesting because she was, like I said, the first woman created by God to be a companion and a helper for Adam, the first man. Everything was perfect in the Garden of Eden, but Eve believed the lies of Eve. Eve believed it. Now, they indicate she influenced Adam to eat the fruit of the tree and the knowledge of good and evil, breaking God's command. Now, I remember my pastor preached on that story one time about what was going on. And it was real interesting. So some things we can also learn in Bible study. Now, Eve's was costly. God can be trusted, but Satan cannot. Whenever we choose our own selfish desires over the God, bad consequences will follow. And I guess that was the story for us to remember Eve is the consequences, what happened as a result. You know, now women are, can bear children, they can get pregnant, they could, you know, I wonder even back in those days if they were, these things were happening. How did they, we didn't, they didn't have no CVS or no, no grocery store to go buy some sanitary supplies. What did they do back then? You know, it, that was quite interesting and very intriguing. Now, I'm going back over some of the women that I brought up, like I said. And even when we talked about Eve, talking about going back to Sarah, the mother of the Jewish nation. Sarah was, and she received, an extraordinary honor from as Abraham's wife, her offspring, became the nation of Israel, which Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. But her impatience led her to influence Abraham to father a child with Hagar. Hmm. Now, that's interesting. I didn't know that part. I heard of the story, but I didn't know it was her. Sarah's slave started a conflict that continues today. And finally, at 90, Sarah, I would be so mad. First of all, if I lived and you let me get pregnant at 90. I thought she was 80 because I remember telling my grandbaby one time because she was talking about babies and I'll be teasing my grandson, telling my grandson when he's talking about my fat stomach. I tell my baby in my belly and he'd be like, Granny, you lying. Now, 90, pregnant, really? God, God got a sense of humor. So at 90, Sarah gave birth to Isaac through a miracle from God. From Sarah, we learned God's promises always come true. His timing is not always the best. <laughs> I got to laugh on that one. Because that one right there, wow, for real. Promises came true, but it's timing, for real, for real. Now, even though, like I said, going to some of these um, stories, and I was talking about Rebecca earlier, and she was barren when she married Isaac and unable to get birth. Isaac prays for her, and when she delivered twins, now when you go tell me, like they say, the doctor can say one thing, God's promises, God got enough story. Now, when she can't have no kids, and they wind up having twins, how did it happen? And through an electric, Rebecca helped influence the dying Isaac into giving his blessings to Jacob instead of like Sarah, her actions led to division. These women, they were kind of messy. We 
dividing, division, starting stuff, and we still got that going on today, too. And though, even though Rebecca was a loyal wife and a loving mother, favoritism created problems. Now, a lot of times I've heard as a therapist how some adult children feel that their parents played favoritism or like one child over another child and parents be like, well, I love my child. Baby, you got to get to know that child. A lot of times we're learning as we go. But we start talking about favoritism. And I see today, even as a mother, sometimes your child may remind you of the child by, or your child can remind you of other family members in your family. But what does it mean when we start talking about favoritism? Now, Monday, I'm going to be talking about an interesting topic because I'm going to be talking about family strife. Can some of the strife be a result of favoritism that have occurred in the family? Because when we start talking about that division, I was watching the news today, and they were trying to figure out what was going on within the FBI and trying to figure out the, with, the, with the riot that happened. But what division? We still got a lot of division going on. Thankfully, God can take our mistakes and make good come from them. Meaning, sometimes we're making do things to create this mess, but God can turn it around and fix it for our good. But division is a powerful word. It's an interesting word because sometimes some individuals will quickly try to divide and yet some people are just messy. How do you how do you know the difference in regards to if they were really, really trying to do this or that's just who they are? Now, when we talk about Leah, wife of Jacob through deceit, wow. Through deceit, you became somebody's wife? Leah became the wife of Jacob through a shameful trick. Jacob had worked seven years with Leah, younger sister of Rachel. On the wedding night, her father substituted Leah instead. Then Jacob worked another seven years for Rachel. Really? You go, you go trick the man like that? You go tell the man he go get one of the sisters, end up with another sister? Now, my mama had three kids, and we all got three different personalities. But being married to any of could be a challenge. <laughs> so I had to throw that one in there so my sisters are listening. So, you know. Now, Leah had a heartbreaking life trying to win Jacob's love because you did that and he did not want you. He wanted the other sister. And, you know, and it's sad because we've heard of gunshot weddings. We heard of situations, but you were the man that didn't be with you. He wanted your sister. Now, I've heard it with cousins, and it's interesting how some of this stuff even started in the Bible or was in the Bible. We talk about in the Bible. Because I've heard of sisters that got pregnant by their sister's boyfriends. I know heard of sisters that got pregnant by their sister's husband. Who, I don't want to say blame, because we don't want to blame anyone. But when these things happen, happens, it hurts, it's painful, and it's a betrayal of trust. Jealousy plays a part in it because if you know, just because you want that man, that that man wants to be with you, but yet some man now, got to be careful who you sleep with because your butt played a role in that too because you're getting caught up. So we got to be mindful of that. And sometimes it may not always turn out for y'all to do good when you're, when you're being messy like that. Now, with Leah led a heartbreaking life trying to win Jacob's love, but God's grace, Leah, in a special way, her son Judah, led the tribe that produced Jesus Christ, Savior to the world. Leah is a symbol of people who try to earn God's love, which is unconditional and free from 
that I kind of turned that story around, but it's like, come on now, don't don't be messing with your sister. If you know he don't want to be with you, don't do that. Just don't do that. And vice versa, even if it's the woman with the brother. Now, with Rahab, unlikely ancestor of Jesus, Rahab was a prostitute in the city of Jericho. And when the Hebrews began to conquer, kind of, hey, when we talked about she harbored the spies at her house in exchange for her family's safety. And Rahab recognized the true God after the walls of Jericho fell. Israelite's army kept their promise protecting her house. Now, in the city of Jericho, many probably didn't know that there were we, I remember hearing the story of Jezebel. I thought Jezebel was a woman. They said Jezebel was a spirit. When we start talking about Jezebel, my mother used to always bring up that name. Oh, you trying to be a Jezebel? Oh, Jezebel. Who the heck is Jezebel? So sometimes we think that that was a really a, a person's real real name. Now, so there were prostitutes in the Bible. There were strong women in the Bible. There were women in the Bible. There were all women, like I said, they played a very valuable role. Now, when we start even talking about Deborah, her influential female judge, she played a unique role in serving the only female judge in the lawless period before the country got its first king. So, she was boss lady. And in this male-dominated culture, she and helped the mighty warriors and she, she she was out there doing what she had to do. So, like I said, we're talking about these women, and now I'm reading more of in-depth of their story because it's interesting how, you know, it was written before us. Sometimes we we wonder where are some of our strengths come, and we can learn a lot. I tell individuals, even as a young teenager, I enjoy talking to women from all walks of life, whether you was a businesswoman, whether you was a, we used to think the winos was a male, but whether you was a drunken in the street, whether you was a prostitute, whether, you know, you was a heart. I learned a lot from just listening and talking to women. And my mother used to get so mad at me. I don't know why you're over there talking to so-and-so. I don't know. You act like you don't have no mother. It wasn't that. To this day, I thank them. They inspired me. They played a very valuable role in my life. Even in my the neighborhood moms that was in the in my neighborhood, whether they liked me or not, because half of the neighborhood moms did not like me, but I don't care. But the thing is, I learned a lot from sitting there talking to them because a lot of women they mass oh my sugar they mass their pain. They hid their pain, and a lot of people didn't know what they were going through. They had no idea when you saw a younger woman living with an old man, and she got kids in other countries, and, and I'm watching this growing up, and I'm watching the neighbors next door, and they got domestic violence going on, and they fighting, and they, and I was a kid watching all of that, but I enjoyed talking to these women, and like I said, and then even taking on this show today, and speaking of some of the women in the Bible, and things that they went through, like I said, you can learn a lot. Ruth, I brought up Ruth earlier with relationship, and she was a virtuous young widow. How did she become a widow? What happened to her husband? So upright in character that her love story, we're talking about the favorite accounts for the entire world. When the Jewish mother-in-law, Naomi, returned to Israel, and um, Ruth pledged to Naomi and worship her God. Boaz. <laughs> Exodus is right. As king's men, redeemer, he married Ruth and rescued both women from poverty. She waited for the on this Boaz. She wasn't just out there on um certain things out there, but talking about online dating and and hooking up for people in Africa. And you don't even know who you talking to online. She can be in with my nieces to say thirsty. 
She wasn't being desperate. She waited. And a lot of times we need to just sit back, take time, enjoy you, love on you, engage in some self-care. And when that person do come into your life, you are, you're helping you can grow together. You can learn from the, the patience. We got to be more patient because you're going to mess around and hook up with something. Might not get rid of, or he might not want to leave that easily. So when we start talking about even with the Boaz, according to Matthew, Ruth was an ancestor of the King David, who descendants was Jesus Christ. So they all were related, connected in a lot of different ways. Now, again, I got about four minutes left on the show. If you want to call in, you want to share, I want to hear from you. Give me a call at 516-387-1914. Again, 516-387-1914. Because like I said, I want to know which woman you remember, which woman you was like, hmm, which woman can you connect with, relate to, who did you see? Or if your mother, if I asked you which in the Bible did your mother remind you the most of? Because like I said, because you guys know the name of the show, Precious Predicament, is inspired in my way of giving back to my mother based on um, after the passing or her succumbing to cancer. So who do your mama remind you of? I know y'all probably out there like, mm, Jeanette, who did your mama remind you of? A whole lot of them in that Bible. But the thing is, like I said, you can learn. To Sarah, there was no shortage of the incredible women. They were definitely incredible. And the mark that they made in this Christian world and the Bible. And we can get in and motivated by the strong women of the Bible because one of the things they showed, they showed their bravery, they showed their trust, their patience, and they showed their unwavering A lot of us today are missing some of that. A lot of us are showing so much stuff, but when we start talking about bravery, Trust, patience, unwavering faith, and these were women in the Bible. Now, the article that I'm looking at right now is coming from womansday.com, and they talk about 15 amazing women in the Bible to learn from and admire. It doesn't say we worship them, but we can we can learn something. We can admire. I mean, we can learn something from them. Lord Jesus, I don't see nobody in there exercising, but I'm going to tell you now, when you get in your 50s, please move your body, because if you don't, and it starts stiffing up, you're going to have some problems. So, I didn't want to listen, and now I realize it, and I'm hurting. When we start going into, and just the 15 women that they indicate for it to be admired, and again, some of these women names are repeated. And um, Mary and Nazareth, which we know, Mother Jesus, Ruth. Like I said, we talked about what she did with her Mary Madeline. My mother, I got to admit, she was a Mary Madeline. She was right or die. She it was the man she had in her life. That's I, I, I have to give her that one. Again, um, she waited to marry Jacob after being deceived by her father. So Rachel was the one that mm, kind of took some guts on that one. Hannah. So Hannah's faithfulness. A lot of times as women, we want to just give up. We want to give out. We want to complain. We want to whine. We want to talk about how things are is not fair, how things are not going well. But even though she prayed, prayed, and God promised, and um, when God came through, she kept her word. See, a lot of times we don't like to keep our word. We want to just say stuff 
And women, we're notorious for saying, well, I just changed my mind. Or I don't want to. I didn't have to do it. Um, Like I said, Eve. Now, even though Eve isn't the most upstanding woman in the Bible, (laughs) for many different reasons, she's certainly one of the most influential. We got to give Eve her credit. We can't be so hard on Eve. Because she gave in to the devil. We know. We we, we all have, have done things and we've all fallen. And I know y'all watching me on Facebook Live like, Jeanette, what are you doing? I, I didn't do the show yesterday because I didn't want to have to go through this. I've been sitting here for too long. I got four minutes left. Hooey. Come on, Lord, help me, Jesus, help me. Um, even though she reminds us that the world is, um, she lets us know that people can be she let us know that sometimes individuals, uh, it happens. It happens. And we can also learn about forgiveness. We also learn. We can learn a lot from Eve, too. So we got to not be so hard on Eve, just like some of our, our women in the world that have done things and have later turned their lives around and gotten back on track. God is a forgiving God. But we also have to learn how to forgive ourselves. And we also have to learn how to take care of ourselves. And even though Eve was wasn't by herself, there were some consequences. And we may not always like the consequences, but there are going to be some consequences. And so, and, um, Esther, Queen Esther, for courage. Individuals, uh, the Persian king about the plan to assassinate him, and later a plan to have all the killed. And with the power of prayer and bravery, she saved her people. You know, I think about Harriet Tubman. I think about a lot of these women that have done a lot of to try to make the world a better place, a safer place, and our children. Um, Helping our families, feeding our families. You know, women, being a woman, like I said, it's not all eight ways that he Some we really, hey, once you're born, you don't have much of a choice. You do what you got to do. I remember my auntie said it best one time, and she said about the females in our family that survivors. These women were survivors. Women are the women that kind of a lot of this stuff because they paved a way. They put a name to a personality. They a character of someone that you can like. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? I got this kind of. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna win on my boys. I. You know. I believe I trust God. Would be faithful. I'm gonna. I say, you know what, son? You, you might be messing with a Delilah, so you need to be careful. You know, these are things, like I said, these are things and people are, is written, is documented, is there for the reading. Listen to their stories. If you know some women out there, even whether they're in ministry, or even if they just a retired mother sitting at home, Go talk to them. Learn from them. Listen to them. Spend time with them. You never know what a person going through. And you can also learn information as to how they made it through. Because like I said, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, priceless. Priceless. So I have a minute left on this show, and after I get finished, I'm going to eat my breakfast because I cook breakfast and never had a chance to eat it. So I am going to eat my breakfast, take my coffee, but Lord, if anybody knows how to make these pains go away in my joints, ooh-wee, but it's going to be okay because Jeanette will take care of herself. So I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious. Documents Blog Talk Radio, and on Monday I am going to be about family strife because many individuals don't even know what strife means. 
We cannot, or we have no control over who we are related to, but we can be mindful of who we associate ourselves with. People, I love them from a distance if they don't have your best interest in mind. So, again, thank you for joining me at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And until we meet again, remember, you got this. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye.